Welcome back to Source Code, Decipher's weekly news podcast with input from our sources. This week, researchers detailed a ransomware operator that has repeatedly rebranded itself since at least July 2020 in order to evade detection. The group, which researchers with Mandiant track as UNC2190, was observed targeting the education, health, and natural resources sectors in the U.S. and Canada since June but its activity traces back to 2020 under different rebrands. Tyler McClellan with Mandiant talked to us about how he first started tracking the group and what makes it unique in the ransomware landscape. I started researching this Sabbath ransomware group after my local hospital, I'm up in Canada, they had a cybersecurity incident and it knocked out their ER for a few days. So I started just digging on VirusTotal to see if I could find anything. I didn't find anything specific to that, but I found another Canadian hospital that was basically uploaded a encrypted file to VirusTotal. And that file had this 54BB47H extension. And in, I guess, hacker talk, that's Sabbath. And this led me really to dig into the group behind this ransomware program. And I was able to find some forum posts where the threat actors were looking for partners and um, some of our researchers were able to find out that this group was a little bit different than other groups because they provided Cobalt Stripe Beacon to their affiliates. And we think that's probably to actually maintain security of the virus, of the, of the, uh, the ransomware. It allows them to actually have the ransomware operator load the ransomware onto a victim rather than just you know, sending an executable around for somebody to take and install. So it's really allowed them to kind of stay under the radar for a while. So this beacon, I dug into a little bit and found that uh, there's some really unique characteristics that didn't match up with any other groups that we track at Mandiant. So one of the main things is that the web addresses that it connects to for command and control have this kitten.gif extension at, at the end of all of the web requests that the malware makes to call back home. It also had a unique user agent string that we didn't see in, in used by any other groups and a few other configuration things that really stood out, stood out and were very common. And then looking at some of the infrastructure, I was able to find that they used a cloud hosting provider to hide their real IP, but we were able to unmask them and actually find the IP addresses that they used. And they all had the same uh, Microsoft self-signed certificate name. And then this actually led me to identify some older samples back in June. This ransomware actually operated under another name, Arcane, just based on, on matching the same beacon to Sabbath. And then when I looked at the two websites, and I kind of show these in the blog, they're identical sites. And then digging back even further, there was another name. There was Eruption that was used back in July 2020. And this group we called UNC2190. Uh, Mandian tracks all of our different clusters of activity as unknowns with a number. So this group was assigned UNC2190 back in July 2020. Um, and then I was able to link 
the you know the more recent uh, arcane and Sabbath activity into this group. Researchers say that these rebrands, coupled with the fact that the group is lesser known and potentially smaller, means that it is able to avoid public scrutiny. In other news, a threat group known for deploying the CLOP ransomware and the Drydex Trojan is now using a unique remote administration tool, or RAT, that can communicate directly with other compromised hosts via a peer-to-peer network. Researchers with NCC Group said they have been tracking the activity from the group, known as TA505, for several months. They said they discovered at least three distinct networks of infected machines. And finally, researchers are warning of a new phishing attack technique where attackers leverage a legitimate template functionality in RTF in order to retrieve malicious payloads from a remote URL. Ryan Callenberg, Executive Vice President of Cybersecurity Strategy with Proofpoint, tells us more about the attack that Proofpoint researchers uncovered. Uh, so template injection is not a new technique. Obviously, we've seen it for Office documents for a while, and it fits into the broader universe of sort of the socially engineered, usually delivered by phishing document-based attacks that include things like malicious macros and, and other elements. What we saw here that was really fascinating is, first off, three different APT-level actors, all from different uh nation-state alignments, uh, India, Russia, and China, in this case, uh, using it throughout 2021. And uh, we've actually kind of figured out that this is a really simple technique at the end of the day. And we think it will be likely that uh, cyber criminals and others who tend to follow in the footsteps of APT actors will adopt it over time. Really, what's happening here is quite simple. Uh, so in uh, RTF, or a rich text file, when you open it in Microsoft Word, it sort of looks for how to build its template structure. And uh, that's normally the sort of thing that you do in a document standard so that the document looks the same across lots of different operating systems and applications that might be opening it. And obviously, RTF files are designed to be pretty universal. Uh, unfortunately, in that template structure, there is basically a control word and using a hex editor, you can make that a URL. And uh, then when somebody opens that file, uh, it basically pulls down that payload and you can pull it down from effectively an arbitrary URL. This is exactly the sort of thing that you want if you are an actor who is adept with phishing and you can get somebody just open that document without the same level of interaction uh, with, say, something like a macro, and then you get your payload delivered in a way that is currently not being well detected by endpoint security solutions. Uh, Certainly not the level of endpoint detection that we see for uh, older office template injections that uh, that are more well-known and well-documented. Researchers said this new phishing method is an expanding threat surface for organizations globally, and they expect it to be utilized by less sophisticated threat actors in addition to APTs in the future. Thanks for tuning in to this week's Source Code Weekly News Wrap podcast. Well, you